0: Lockdown,
1: our daily podcast to keep you sane during the chaos. 21 days, 21 professionals to get you through the COVID 19 lockdown.
0: Hi, welcome to day four of our podcast. This is day four of lockdown and the first Monday without going to work. My name is Kirsten Falkerson, and with me is the lovely Danielle Toy.
1: Today, we have the lovely Emily Rotenbach. She is a physiotherapist at Bloberg Therapy Center. She's incredibly skilled at what she does, and she's going to be sharing with us today a lot about um, the benefits of movement and exercise, as well as ways to move during lockdown.
2: Emily, it's so great to have you with us today. Hi guys, thank you so much for having me. It is an absolute pleasure to be on this platform.
1: Emily, I'm just wondering, while all of us are stuck in our homes, how important is it for
2: us to be moving and exercising right now? Thanks, Danny. Yeah, movement and exercise is incredibly important for a number of different reasons. I think some that are actually more relevant to us during this time than ever before. So just a couple of the first ones. It strengthens our respiratory system. So it actually helps to increase our lungs' ability to take in oxygen. And it's actually really good for our circulation. So those people that struggle with high blood pressure and issues with their blood pressure, it can actually help to lower your blood pressure. Then, from a muscle and joint point of view, it's the oil for our joints. So, it actually helps to improve our flexibility and joint movement. And it has really positive impacts in helping to actually decrease our risk of developing complications later in life, such as your osteoarthritic conditions. And then the two that are probably the most important during this time is that movement and exercise can actually boost your immunity or your immune system. Obviously now more than ever, we want to try and stay as healthy and as strong as we can. And then secondly, it can also reduce endorphins that actually help to improve your mood. So these help reduce the risk of depression and anxiety, which is important over this time where stresses are quite high.
0: So moving is really important and being stuck inside, it's really difficult to do that. Our space is so limited. What do you recommend people do in terms of moving during this lockdown period? Because for a lot of people, being stuck inside their home is really restricting movement.
2: Yeah. So the American Heart Association actually recommends that everybody between the age of 18 to 65 perform at least 30 minutes of physical activity a day. If we think over 24 hours, hour period that's not actually too much time 30 minutes is actually very durable and that is something that we can be doing at home um, and I mean it is difficult to kind of during this time of lockdown uh, when we are in our homes we may have very limited resources and space available to us so mm-hmm. some ways that, that we find quite good exercise doesn't have to involve weights or an exercise routine it can be as simple as performing chores around the house such as housework, vacuuming, dusting, mopping, sweeping, moving the furniture. These are all great ways to actually just get your body moving. Similarly, if you are privileged enough to have a garden, working in the gardens, mowing the lawns, working in your flower beds, cleaning the pool, these are also all great ways to actually stay active. So now's really the time to get involved or get into your spring cleaning. The only thing that we say with these movements is just make sure that if you are doing some things that require repetitive movements, that you're just watching your posture and that you're taking regular breaks. Because if this is something that you haven't been doing for a while and now you're all of a sudden adding it in, we don't want you to get any injuries. Another thing that we say is quite nice is to actually play with your kids and pets. So this is a nice way to keep your kids moving. Playing family games together like hopscotch and twister, playing garden soccer and tennis and cricket. These are all all great activities that you can actually involve your kids in. found especially during this time where a lot of the schools are, are going to start sending the home for the kids to do during the day it's important to schedule in a time for physical movement similar to what the, the children would have at school when they would take part in their extracurricular activities or would have breaks at school we want to simulate something quite similar at home so yeah playing some games with your kids getting them outside getting them moving not only is this great for development but it's also really helpful for concentration and posture for both you and your kids you know if you are also going to be doing a bit of work on your day so it's great to actually get your kids involved um, and you'll find that actually will concentrate a lot better after some physical movement outside
1: sure Emily that's
2: incredibly
1: practical in in terms of people moving throughout their days ways to incorporate children in their day as well I think you know that's going to be really important and again we're having this emphasis on routine and structure and ways to incorporate these different activities into our day to day lives. I know a lot of people were very sort of used to their gym exercises and their gym routines before the lockdown. What are your hints on adapting people's normal gym
2: exercises during the lockdown? We've had a lot of questions on that. So you're 100% right, Danny. A lot of people are used to doing very constructive time at the gym or going for runs or going for cycles. And obviously, during this lockdown period, we aren't able to do this. So there are ways that you can actually use what you have around your house to actually create a bit of a workout that maybe would be more in line with what you were doing at the gym. Walking up or running up flights of stairs, we found, oh, is a great one. Skipping on the spot, if you have a skipping rope. Running shuttles in your garden or, or in your corridor, if you've got a nice long corridor. Also placing your bicycle on a stand, maybe doing some stationary cycling, if you if you have that. These are all great ways to actually do a little bit of cardio fitness around the house. And if, if you're doing something that's a bit of a shuttle or, or going up and down flights of stairs, maybe time these and see how many reps you can do within five to 10 minutes and see if you can improve on the score daily. So basically gives you something to work towards by the end of the 21 days. Can you do more than you did in the beginning. Performing various body weight exercises is also great. These require no equipment. Things like push-ups, sit-ups, lunges, squats. You can do those in your lounge on the carpet or you just need a simple um, mat. So those are very easy to perform and, and are just as effective as pumping huge amounts of iron in the gym. And there are also lots of people posting full workouts on, on various forms of social media, such as Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, especially at this time. So if you're unsure of what exercises to do, or maybe you normally see a personal trainer who kind of talks you through, these are great guides to use to actually, you know, they'll post a workout and you can go and, and follow along or, or use or do that specific workout in the morning. If you're unsatisfied with just the body weight stuff, be resourceful around the house. I think this is a time to get as inventive as possible and full bottles with water of various weights. So we normally say 500 milliliters is equivalent to 500 grams. So filling two bottles with water, that's 500 grams in each hand. And then also use the supplies in your cupboards. I know a lot of people went, even though we were asked not to, have stocked up their cupboards with various things. So if you have a kilogram of flour or rice, use that to squat with, lunge with that in your hand. Yeah, so just, it's a time, I think, to be a little bit more resourceful. If group exercise classes are more of your things, so if you're somebody who goes to the gym and attends an aerobics class or something like that, and there are many virtual classes available, we have Zumba, um, aerobics, those type of things that you can also access online that are quite fun to follow along to. Uh, We always say just make sure that if you are using various platforms on social media to try and choose exercise workouts posted by qualified professionals, such as sports scientists or physiotherapists, or to use trusted sources. And just to make sure that you grade it according to your own personal fitness level. I think everybody is different in their, in their fitness journeys and we don't want anybody to get injured. So just grade it according to where you are and, and see if you can build on that during this time. And then also not forget gaming. So your, your games like your Wii Fit and other Xbox movement or dancing games are also great fun. And the kids often like these too. So if you have access to these, these are also great to use. And then, one that we can't forget about, and it's also a great form of exercise, but is quite simple, is practicing some mindfulness through deep breathing exercises, some gentle stretching in the form of yoga. This allows you to really be aware of your thoughts and feelings, and body sensations and your surroundings, and can be great for reducing some emotional and physical tension and stress, which we know has of built up over this time yeah so those are all just a few ways that you can still kind of carry on your your normal gym routine from the house thanks emily
0: you really have made me realize how many things in my house i could probably exercise with but for me my <laughs> biggest struggle is actually just motivating myself it's so much easier to just sort of look at the bottle of water on the counter and go okay well i'll do it later and then the day's finished and it's like okay we'll, we'll exercise tomorrow How would you recommend that people actually motivate themselves to do exercise during the day?
2: So you're right, It it is very difficult. And the first thing that I always go to is trying to create some kind of schedule or routine. So, you know, if you are working from home, have an active time. your day write it in your calendar allocate a specific time each day when you would do your physical activity and if you're someone who maybe has been exercising when going to work try to adapt the same routine you would as if you were going into the office so if you're someone who prefers to exercise in the morning do that and then go and you know sit at your makeshift office um or if you prefer to exercise in the afternoon or move in the afternoon do that so try not to kind of break from routine too much stick with what you know works for you alternatively splitting it up throughout the day so into intervals so that you give yourself a movement break away from your desk i think as long as we're doing about 30 minutes in the day you don't have to do that all in one 30 minute slot if that's too much for you to do a little bit of five minutes in the garden or to you know um vacuum the lounge, that's okay. That can be your your five minutes and you can then interval that throughout the day. If you live alone and you maybe don't have a family around you, find a virtual buddy. So get a friend, you know, via WhatsApp or whatsapp video or skype or facetime and actually share your workout with them maybe agree to gym together or move together at the same time and video each other while you're gymming so you can and that's great for social interaction and to be able to share that experience with them and then we also find it might help to keep you motivated you've got somebody who's doing it with you and you can hold each other accountable that you know during this time every day you're doing it together if you're living with a family or a partner as mentioned get them involved perform the exercise together. So do a aerobics class all together in the lounge. Or if you are doing a bit of work in the garden, encourage your kids to come and join you. Encourage your partner to take part with you. And then a very important one is just to do what you enjoy. When it comes to movement, it's not a one size fits all. People are more likely to move and want to move if they are doing something that they enjoy. So pick something that you know you love and then you probably find you're going to be more more likely to do it so if you're very passionate about your garden spend some time in the garden so just yeah find what you enjoy it and then add in some variation so try to keep it fun and interesting maybe today we clean the house tomorrow we do a little bit of yoga and stretching yeah so the more you add in some variation the more you might want to actually take part in it and then very importantly try not to overtrain and do more than you are capable of so so be consistent if you want to do a bit of gardening maybe split up the garden over multiple days or yeah do a small exercise routine and if you overwork on the first day or you you're doing too much then you might find that you actually are so uncomfortable that you then can't continue with that for the rest of the 21 days so just make sure that you really find that balance between moving and then doing other stuff so it's not going ho, and then you end up hurting yourself. Emily I'm feeling so much more motivated to exercise I think you know after this interview I might go do some
1: exercise now it's been really encouraging talking to you about it and just hearing about the benefits hearing about ways to stay motivated I'm just wondering earlier you spoke a lot of um, posture and how it's important that your posture is sort of correct and so we don't get injured and and things like that I know a lot of us have moved from working at our offices to now setting up sort of like you said makeshift workspaces at home do you nice. have any tips to setting up your workspace at
2: home, what it should look like, how do we have the right posture, things like that? Yeah, sure. So back issues, we especially in my practice, we see a lot of people that have back and neck issues from posture posture, ergonomics. Um, and you, you correct in saying that because a lot of people are now working from home, it's a big issue that needs to be addressed. We need to make sure that people are sitting properly, you know, behind their workspaces and are, are comfortable and adequately supported. So yeah, just a few tips that, that I think work quite nicely is just make sure that you have an area that is designated for your office space, if that's possible. So make sure it's clear and clutter-free and that you you have a space to actually set up your your laptop and work from. This area should include a table and chair. So avoid working from the bed or the couch. I know often this is very... Comfortable, but these areas are not necessarily conducive to really good concentration or good posture. So just make sure that you have a space that's got a table and chair and that you can work from there. And then make sure your chair has good back support or, or lower back support. If you do not have an office chair at home and you are making do with the dining room table, a simple way to improve that back support is just by placing a pillow or rolled up towel in the small of your back. So just give you a little bit more back support when you are sitting. And then making sure that you're sitting with your back against the back of the chair. So your back is always supported. If you need to then move the chair, do that. But just make sure that you actually are pushing into the chair and allowing your back to be supported by the chair. Make sure your feet are supported on the floor. I know of a lot of people that love to work from bar stools um, and kitchen counters. and These are not always ideal. We want something where our, our feet can actually be planted on the floor. So if your chair is too high or the, your feet are down, find a box or something, prop your feet up underneath. Again, be resourceful, see what you have at home. As long as the feet are supported, because we find when our feet are actually planted or grounded on the floor, it actually helps to support our pelvis and, and back too. And then when you are working from a laptop, make sure it is the right height for viewing. So we normally advise the top line of your, of your laptop screen to the bar that says WWW, that, that should be at the level of your eye. So if you need to then prop up your laptop nicely is a full lever arch file, um, because it's still got a bit of a gradient in it. So we found that we can actually type from the bottom, but the screen at the top is high enough to be at the level of our eyes. And then again, if you find that you are lucky enough to have your keyboard and mouse at home, I mean, that's definitely preferable. Make sure that that is right at the edge of your um, table so that you can access it from underneath your, your hands. And then obviously lifting up your screen so that it's, it's at the right level for your eyes. So those are just a few tips that we can adjust, not too difficult to do, but, but easy ways to just make sure that that your workspace is as best as it can be during this time. We know that it's not going to be ideal, but just to try and kind of make it as comfortable as possible. And then again, looking in the movement, just making sure then, you know, if you are going to be working from home, that you're finding that balance between you know, a couple of hours working, and then that's where you would normally get up and make a cup of coffee, or take a lunch break, or maybe even do a bit of movement or exercise. That we're actually then incorporating that, and we're not finding that we're getting stuck, yeah, behind our computer for hours and hours and hours, without actually without changing our positions.
0: Yeah, I'm finding myself unconsciously moving while you're talking. I can realize how badly I've been sitting. <laughs>
2: Great. <laughs> Often we we're not aware of it, so it's good to
1: adjust.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Emily. This has been so helpful. I am feeling super pumped to go and like, I don't know, hop on the spot or do something. This is such a (laughs) bizarre time of life, but
1: it really is calling for a lot of creativity. Mm, Definitely. And I feel like my whole sort of workspace has been revolutionized now. I'm coming up with all these things I need to be doing to ensure my back doesn't get sore. I know that's something that I struggle with. So I'm
2: finding that during this sort of period, I'm learning so much. It is, as you say, I think a lot of them are really small little things that we have the tools to be able to do this. So it's just about trying to incorporate them as much as possible during this time. Absolutely.
0: Thank you so much, Emily. You have been such a champion. We are so grateful to have had
2: you on our show. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been such a pleasure to be here.
1: Thank you, Emily. We are so excited that we got to have you on the show. Well, that's it for us.
0: But make sure to tune in tomorrow for a special treat. Tomorrow, we have
1: the magnificent Theda Bevington joining us all the way from the UK. She is a baker who makes the most magnificent things, chocolate fudge cakes, rhubarb tarts. So come hungry for our podcast tomorrow as Theda shares with us the therapeutic benefits of baking.
0: So that's it for us. We will see you next time on How to Mental Health Lockdown Edition. Stay sane, everybody. We'll check in later. See you soon.